This is RJ Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. Anthony for three. Bang! That one goes this down. one by Mattingly. Oh, hang on to the RJ Barrett does it again from downtown. He is just tearing the Orioles apart. It's, it's good. Randall gets the bounce, and he there ties the game. All right, well, here we go again. Um, you know, it, it's weird because, like, I go into this half with the mindset or this, this final quarter of the season, whatever it is, um, with the mindset that the season's over in terms of their, their true chances of doing anything that's out the window. So I try not to watch these games. Not that what I want to watch them without emotion, but watch them without the part of me that gets frustrated. Right. That that's my, that's my plan. And so things don't always go as planned. And, you know, you also have, all right, we're going into this game knowing it's the Miami Heat. They're a bad matchup for us. They've always been a bad matchup for us. They got the athleticism, the size, the versatility, and that never really pans well against us. They always seem to find a way to beat us. And you're also thinking, all right, you have that. You know Rose is not there. He's going to have to get another procedure. He could be done. Who knows? You know Kemba's out for the year. That whole thing happened. You know... um, you know, Grimes goes down 14 seconds into his night, pops his knee, he also might be done. So I'm thinking, you can't get frustrated about this. You have to know this is going to come, and you just have to live with it. Then we get off to this great start. We get off to a start where we're up 10 nothing. Randall's pushing the tempo again. Looking like he's going to pick off, pick up after... Pick up where he left off, where he went on that seven-game run, averaging 30 a night. RJ's pushing the pace with him. He's on fire. And then we got the young guys coming into the game early. I'm like, all right, we're about to win this, steal one from Miami, and do it with our youth on the floor? Then the Heat pulled to two by the end of the first quarter. We keep it competitive. You know, we hold Butler to six points at halftime. We're right there. RJ gets 30 at the end of the half, he steps back from three to, to drill that three-point shot just to cap off a wonderful half. And then it starts to hit. You know, the heat start to gel. Butler goes off in that third quarter where he scores 14 of his 23 points. It felt like a lot more. Came very quickly. And then that's when the Knicks became the Knicks. They start turning it over. They had 18 turnovers on the night, but it was just... Very untimely turnovers. Randall had some awful ones. RJ, too. The defense starts to slip, and we just don't have enough outside RJ Barrett's big night, where he scored 46. And so, you know, it's hard not to get frustrated after that. It's hard. Despite the expectation, it's difficult to still watch this game, knowing you're not going anywhere, and not get frustrated. Just because, I, I guess that's just part of being a fan. Um... So that happened. And 
I have some things to say about this game. Some good, a lot of bad. I'm going to try to make this episode 30 minutes tops because I don't think I have much else to say but just recap what went on in the game and give a couple thoughts. Um, and then that'll be that. So welcome to the show. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. This is episode 328 of BD4, where there's no better way, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. And we also do MMA now, too, on the weekends. Yankees every series, Knicks every game. If you want to follow along with the podcast and subscribe on the many platforms that we are on, be sure to do that. You can find BD4 on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, um, Anchor, which is our sponsor, Stitcher, many other listening platforms. And you can also find us on YouTube if you want to watch the video format of this podcast. Subscribe to us there. Comment, like, ring that bell, subscribe. If you want to follow me on social media, I'm on Facebook, RJ Carbone. And I'm also on Instagram, at Rob J. Carbone. Alright, so now that we got that out of the way, thank you for stopping by. I really appreciate it, and let's head to our first break. When we get back, we'll recap this thing, man. Alright, we'll talk about it. So, yeah, (laughs) stay with us. We'll be right there. Hey guys, so I've noticed that only a small portion of you who watch BD4 on YouTube are actually subscribed. So if you do enjoy this podcast and maybe you want to be notified when new episodes release, I'd consider subscribing and also hitting that notification bell. This way we can help the channel grow and you won't miss a single episode of BD4. Alright, let's get back to it. So the final score of this game ended up being 115 to 100. As you can see, Miami took it. But RJ Barrett, I guess we'll start with him as the positive. 46 point night. He was phenomenal. 46 points, 9 rebounds. He shoots the ball well um, from the field. He was 13 for 22. He shot 6 for 11 from 3. 14 for 22 from the free throw line. Just misses the 50 spot. And he's got to start knocking down them free throws, man. He has to. You know, he's he's at least a 20 points per game scorer if he starts knocking down those free throws. He's already up to 19 points per game on the season. Um, and I think the last two months... Dated back to his last like 25, 26 games or something like that. He's averaging 23 or 24 points. 
So he can start hitting his free throws. Now tonight he took 22 of them. So you're going to get points off free throws when you take 22 hit or miss. But, you know, he could start doing that consistently and not shoot, I don't know, what he shoot, 63% on nights where you don't get to the line 22 times. You're not going to get those outings. So he's got to start hitting the free throws. <clears throat> but it was a big night. You know, could have had that 50. I was wanting him to get that 50. Much like I was, you know, pushing for Frank to get that 20 spot when he was when he was with us. Um, I've been waiting for the 50 spot. But at least he got to the 40s. And he got 46. I, I thought the Knicks should have made a better effort at the end there to get him to 50. This team just has no awareness. It's absolutely unbelievable. But whatever. He balled out. He went on a bad ankle um, in his first game back against a tough defensive Heat team. And we always talk about RJ's mental toughness. This was a night where he put it on full display, you know, on national TV. And he was in his he was in his back three level scoring all night. He had the right hand game working, uh, the mid range fadeaways. He can six three point shots. He was working in transition. He was getting into the lane and generating a shit ton of free throws. Um, and we did a nice job forcing Miami into switches where, where RJ had. Those mismatches going downhill, you know. Um, so it was a great game for him. I thought Butler. Um, I, I love the comments from Jimmy Butler at the end of this one, calling RJ the, the face of the franchise. That was nice. You know, this is one of the players who we constantly compare RJ with. Is Jimmy Butler? You know, similar styles. Two. You know, you talk about wings with size. And they're not going to wow you with their athleticism or they're not going to knock down three-pointers on you at any you know, ridiculous rate. But they're going to find their way to 20 points per night on a consistent basis. They're going to play defense and they're going to put up winning numbers. And I think RJ can be that guy for the Knicks and he's starting to show it again over the last two months. Um, and remember... You know, we, we often talk about this, but you look at Jimmy Butler's first three seasons. A lot of people who criticize RJ are so quick to do it. But you look at a guy like Butler in his rookie year at age 22. Nevertheless, he averages 2.6 points per game. His sophomore year at age 23, he averages 8.6 points. His third season... At age 24, he averages 13 points. It wasn't until his fourth season at age 25 where Jimmy Butler really started to break out and average 20 points per game nightly. So R.J. Barrett is in his third year at age 21, scoring 19 points per game this year. We need to remember this. I need to remember this at times. You know, I criticize him often. When he's struggling. But I do need to remember that he is a young, young kid. And he's on pace to do good things. When you consider the guys he's up against. Same story with a guy like Jalen Brown. Look at the start of his career. He got off to a slow start. That's another guy we compare RJ to. So I say give him the keys, man. This guy's deserved it at this point. We've seen enough of Randall. You don't need to see more of Randall. Give RJ the keys. Center the playbook around him and not those stupid lazy handoffs between Randall and Fournier. 
I've seen what I've needed to see. I've seen enough of that. I would like to see more of RJ. Let's give him these touches on a nightly basis. Why not? What's to lose at this point with 20 games remaining? You have nothing to lose. Philly won tonight with, with Harden. Dropped 27. I think he's going to start scoring you know, 30 a game like he used to again. Um, give him the keys. No more Randall jogging it up court just to, to run the same DHO with Fournier. Which, speaking of Evan, awful tonight. I don't know if he was still on vacation from the break. I don't know if he had another bad steak while he was on vacation. But he scores 13 points, shoots 5 for 16, 3 for 10 on his threes. Bad defense. Taking those stupid one-leg shots again. And here we go. Here we go. Tibbs is still running him in actions constantly. Like he's the number two on the team. He even got the second most shot attempts tonight, actually. Meanwhile, Cam, Obi, are being used like these spot-up stretch forwards. You know, so it's not only about minutes, which they still didn't get much. Cam got 16 tonight, Obi 13, the same as usual. But it's not just about minutes, but it's about how you optimize their skill sets too. How you incorporate them into the offense. And right now, we're not really incorporating Obi and Cam into the offense to fit their play style. You know, are you running them downhill? Are you hitting them up off cuts? Uh, Are you running them in actions like you are with Fournier? You know, Fournier even played over Cam tonight down the stretch, which was questionable at best. And it's not just the youth. Even with Randall, you wish you saw some more of that, you know, RJ and Randall 3-4 pick and roll, pick and pop with RJ on ball. But you don't see it often. You just wish you saw some more creativity in these schemes from Thibodeau. It would be nice. Um, and again, I'm not going to say it because I keep saying it, but, you know, Johnny Bryant, that West Coast offense, it's a nice thought. Um, but, but you know, not just the coach. We lack a point guard. A lot of this is lacking that true playmaker who can break a defender down, you know, get a, you know, go downhill off the dribble and really create offense without using the screen. We don't really have that much without Derrick Rose. You know, Cam has flashed that ability, but again, he's not being utilized into that role. You know, so we talk a lot about Cam and his size, his speed, stuff like that. The Knicks don't shoot free throws very well. They're 25th in the NBA in free throws. Cam is a 91% shooter this season. He's 96% with the Knicks. And he gets there a decent amount. So it's like it would certainly be nice if we got him into more sets offensively. So we can help us out there. It's it's play style, man. Just just Deuce McBride. It would be nice to see if he can be one of those guys who can break a defense down at the point guard spot. It would be. It would be nice. Um Oh, I'm sorry. He he, he got two minutes tonight. He got his two minutes, so that's that's my fault. He got two first half minutes tonight. Yeah, yeah. But, but I would really like to see what Deuce, excuse me, what Deuce and, and Jericho Sims look like on the floor together, right? That's that's 
two guys who have played together a little bit in the G League. You know, I'm proud that tonight was at least a step in the right direction, maybe. You know, you know Sims, the first guy to check in tonight off the bench. Then we saw McBride. Now, I'm sure injuries had a lot to do with it, but, you know, Jericho did play 17 minutes in a game where both Noel and Taj were available. So, credit to Tibbs there, or, or whoever, because I'm sure that's definitely coming down from Leon. Cracking down a little bit, and he was there tonight in attendance. Which, by the way, the Let's Go Heat chance, that was brutal. You had the Nets fans in the building the other night. Now you got the Miami fans there. Not looking good. Um, but Sims, I thought, looked pretty fine tonight. You know, he got decent burn and I you know he still at times doesn't exactly look like he knows where he is but he has the athleticism and every time he comes in he shows that he can leap battle on the glass and, and rebound and he didn't score tonight um he was pretty quiet Mitch was also quiet up front of the five he had one field goal attempt zero points that's part of his problem which which is why I'm very skeptical on going higher than the 55 million 60 million dollar max this summer, or minimum, sorry, this summer with him, is because, you know, that's his problem as a non-scorer. When somebody has it going, he's not going to get hits because he won't be getting featured as much as he often does. You know, as a guy who can't really create or can't create looks for himself. Um, what else? Randall tonight was, was pretty dog water. I mean, he was he was pretty bad. 11 points, was it? He shoots two for 15. We'll get to him a little bit when we get back from the break. Stay with us. So if you guys want to follow me on social media, be sure to do so right now. I'm on Facebook at RJ Carbone. And I'm also on Instagram at Rob J Carbone. Once again, if you want to find me on Facebook, that is R.J. Carbone. Instagram, at Rob J. Carbone. So BD4 is on so many platforms to listen to. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud. You can listen to us on Spotify. You can find us on our sponsor, Anchor, and many other listening platforms as well, wherever you get your podcasts. But we are also available to watch on YouTube. So if you want to watch us on YouTube, go subscribe there. But if you prefer to listen to us, again, many many, many listening platforms. Just be sure to subscribe, download, give us a rating, a review, comment, share the podcast, and all that fun stuff. This is BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. All right, folks. Now, if you are listening to BD4 on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a review, if you so please. So once again, this is if you are listening to BD4 on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating and review. Thank you.
you know, you can't have a night like this if you're Julius. If, you, if you're Randall, you cannot go out there and have a night like you did tonight. You just can't. Um, that can't happen. It was a disgraceful performance. 11 points. On, was it 11 points? Uh, 2 for 15. It's your first game back versus a longtime foe on national television. Talking about how you feel reset, ready to go in the press in the press earlier, to the press earlier, and then you go out and, and you miss damn near every shot. You know, if Randall is even semi decent and is like five for fifteen tonight, the Knicks win this game. They do. If he's even existing on the floor, the Knicks win this game. Body continues to miss shots. The jumper's terrible. Um, and he did, you know, he gets to the line, he gets to the line eight times, but it's, you're paying this guy $120 million, you know, that's why I'm, I don't understand what, what the praise was like, the, this Randall apology tour was about when he went on the seven game stretch where he was averaging 30. It's like, all right, well, they're paying him $120 million set to, to do this for an entire season. You know, he's the reason where, why we are here. He also had four turnovers tonight. Uh, he had some terrible fouls in there. He had that one in the third quarter on Lowry when the Heat were already in the bonus. It, it was ugly. And Doris was cracking me up tonight, man. <laughs> she was literally appalled, completely shocked at how bad Julius was. And it wasn't so much what she was saying, but you could just hear it in the tone of her voice that she was just completely... Uh, in shock. Like, what happened to this guy? You know, she was just... The way she was talking about him, like... Julius is... You're, you're eight feet from the basket. What are you doing? Her tone of voice made it for me. She's good. I, I like Doris. She has definitely grown on me over the years. Um, but it, it was pretty fu- uh, pretty funny. And Randall, of course, destroyed m- uh, one of my parlays. Um, I would have cashed... If not for him, all I needed was a simple 15 points. But actually, Phoenix not hating the money line did not. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they lost too, so that hurt me. But um, Julius was bad. Fournier, like we talked about, was bad. Um, Burks was okay. He shot efficiently. Burks was fine. Uh, I, I still I'm, I'm sick of seeing him at point guard. It's not the answer. Tibbs again before the game, talking about size, size, size. It, 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 it's enough, enough. Um, IQ, also dog water, just plays way too reckless, unhinged, and I don't. I just don't think he's very good. I think this is what you're getting from him. And, and that's that. The Knicks lose. Um, great job by Barrett. He's come around for a while now. And uh, outside of that, there's not much to truly be optimistic about. You just wish that going forward, that seeing McBride on the floor was at least a step in the the right direction. And getting 17 minutes of Sims with a healthy big man rotation, you hope that's a step up. So we'll see. I can't say I... uh, (laughs) Can't say that Tibbs is going to turn the corner. Because it's one game, and again, there are some injuries on the team. So 
we'll have to see what happens. And hopefully Grimes is all right. But from the looks of it, um, I know the x-ray was negative. But he popped his knee and, and things like that. I don't know. Could be done for the year. I don't know. I'm not going to make any uh, predictions, although I just did. Um, but that's it, guys. That's it. Short one tonight. Like I said, not even 30 minutes. We went 25 minutes in this one. And, um, yeah. Next up, we're, we're in a matinee on Sunday. It's another nationally televised game. One more at the Garden before we head on that eight-game road trip, is it? Jeez. I forget who it is, too. I, I got to check who we're facing off against on Sunday. Um, let's look at it right now. Partially dislocated right patella. That's the injury for Grimes. All right, so Sunday. Oh, great. That's good. It's tough, man. So we got the Sixers on Sunday. And then we, oh, it's a home and home too. So it's Sixers on Sunday at the Garden. And then we also have them to start the road trip. But that's not until Wednesday. So we got Philly. Philly again. Phoenix. LAC. And Sacramento. Dallas. Then we got Memphis and and NJ. That's the the road trip. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, um like I said, it, it it can always get worse. You know, people talk about rock bottom with this team. No, it, it can definitely most definitely get worse. So, we're going to wrap this up. We're going to wrap it up with the NYY NYK MMA question of the day when we return. Be right back. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this episode, but first, I also want to let you know I have another blog. The blog I'm writing for is on ultimatesportsnetworks.com, titled The Bomber Bocker Blog. If you want to go subscribe to this blog, you should do so using my promo code 6A2841ERJC. Using that, you'd get a discount, $7.99 a month, to get the best Knicks and Yankees opinionated content around. Once again, guys, the Bomber Bocker blog on ultimatesportsnetworks.com using promo code 6A2841ERJC, $7.99 a month. A custom wall tapestry is a surefire way to uplift any room's aesthetics with a personal touch. This 100% polyester wall tapestry comes with hemmed edges for extra durability while its mildew and water resistant properties ensure years worth of decorating bliss. The advanced tapestry printing techniques guarantee crisp detail even for the craziest of designs in any of the multiple size choices. You can select a size of 26 by 36 inches, 51 by 60, 68 by 80, and 88 by 104. These wall tapestries usually ship in 7 to 10 business days, and the price ranges from $24.99 to $69.99, all dependent on the size you select. 
The Bomber Bocker Blog wall tapestries come in orange, gray, and black. But most importantly, be sure when purchasing a wall tapestry for the Bomber Bocker Blog that you use promo code 6A2 841ERJC. 6A2841ERJC. Just go to ultimatesportsnetworks.com and click on the Shop MVP tab, searching the Bomber Bocker blog. And there you have it. The Walking Dead still. I um. So I stopped watching like two years ago. I don't know. It was like season middle, the middle of season nine, maybe. I would say season nine or something like that. I know they're on eleven right now. But even when I watched, I had never seen the first three, three and a half seasons. So I restarted the thing about a couple weeks ago, and I'm in the middle of season four. It's a damn good show. You know, I heard it slows down, but I heard it's kind of picked back up again. But I'm liking it. I haven't seen a bad episode. I have not seen an episode I didn't like. And I'm, again, I'm right around the point where I started watching for the first time. So I'm starting to remember some sh- some of these episodes that I've been watching. Because I'm, I'm I like, like that. We're about to, like, hit the... Uh, I think it's like the part with the governor. Spoiler alert. Kills Herschel. I think that's coming up in the next few episodes. So I remember hopping on around that time. So I'm about where I used to be. But um, it's a damn good show, dude. I love it. And I'm excited to see where they are now. (laughs) You know, I'm watching that. I'm watching 1883 on Sundays. I have to catch up. The last two episodes I've missed. That's a good show. It's the Yellowstone spinoff. The prequel show. And um, what else? I, I still need to go back and finish The Wire. I, every time I watch that show. I try my best to get into it. I just. I always end up doing what I'm doing now. It's just straying away from it. And just never staying intrigued. I, but I've heard it's one of the best shows of all time. You can make a case it is the best show, but I don't know. I don't know. I I always say I've seen a lot of the other top shows of all time. Like I've seen Breaking Bad, Sopranos. Maybe that set the bar too high. Now everything from here on out is like lower. But yeah, Um, let's get to it. Let's get to the NYY NYK MMA question of the day to wrap this thing up. So, our NYYNYK MMA question of the day. Our question of the day for 328. Simple. Who wore 
the retired number 15 for the Knicks. All right, who wore the retired number 15 for the Knicks? Let me know the answer, whether that be on Instagram or Facebook in the comment section once I publish the short promo clips to this episode, or you can just DM me the answer. And if you get it correct, I'll give you a shout out in the next episode. If you get it wrong, but guess anyway, I'll let you know the answer in the next episode anyway. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'm your host, RJ Carbone, with episode 328 of BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. And we also do MMA now, too, on the weekends. Yankees every series. Knicks every game. MMA on the weekends, we are going to have an MMA episode out. It should be out by Sunday, the latest. So if if I don't get it out tomorrow night, and tomorrow night, meaning Saturday night, the 26th, we're, we're going to be recording. It's going to be me, my cousin Anthony, and maybe one or two other buddies of mine are going to be previewing that Kobe Jorge fight coming up in um, in a week. One weekend from now, man. It's going to be nuts. They, they released a little bit of a clip from that interview with Stephen A. Smith. Um, and the two were jawing at each other, man. It was like a short one-and-a-half-minute clip. But I'm very thrilled for it. So we're going to be previewing that. Look forward to that in episode 329. It's going to be you know an MMA Saturday episode with Anthony, um, maybe my buddy Leo, and if I can get one or two other of my buddies in there, it'll be a nice full house for us. But um, yeah, I at least have one guest coming on the show for 329. So look forward to that episode 329. MMA Saturday UFC 272 preview. Alright. But as for this episode 328, thank you for sticking with me. The Knicks spoil RJ's big night in a loss to Miami to begin the final 25% of the season. The final portion of the year. Like I said, man, just tank. You, you know what? Don't, I, don't, I don't even want to call it tank. Just just. Play the youth, and whatever happens, happens. If you play the youth and you find a way magically to make the plan, that's your best-case scenario. If you play the youth and you don't find a way in, well, at least you're getting some answers with some of the prospects you run out there. So that's my that's been my philosophy for a while. You all know that. I've shot it enough. So thanks for tuning in. That's all I've got. I'll see you next time. Ciao. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. It's the best way to make a podcast. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm.